there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! As Senegal go through to the last 16 of the World Cup, 2 1 win against Ecuador in the last few moments. And around the same time, Holland, we knew they were going through 2-0 against Qatar. Tonight, England against Wales, USA against Iran. And with us here in the studio with Paul Cooney is Stephen McGinn, the captain of Falkirk. Evening, Stephen. Evening, Paul. Plenty on the go. This time last night, about 20, quarter past five, we heard the news. We broke the news, along with Sky, that uh, the new manager of Rangers was Michael Beale. No big surprise. What do you make of it? And you're going to have on the programme someone who's played under him. Yeah, Jamie Murphy's going to come on and, and give his, his thoughts on working with Michael Beale. And, uh, well, it looked like a kind of one-horse race. Um, wasn't much of a secret when it got announced yesterday. Um, believe he took training yesterday morning. So um, I think from when he came into Rangers at first, I thought um, Rangers were in a position to gamble. I, I think it's a bit tougher for them to gamble off the back of uh, losing the league title to Celtic in a European final. So... They'll be looking for Michael Beale, knowing the club to hit the ground running and um, try and get closer, narrow the gap as quickly as possible. And Jamie Murphy's going to join us, the St Johnson player. They've been in action today, haven't they? Yeah, yeah the friendly at yeah. Preston, so hopefully a good result, continue their good form and yeah, he's in good spirits for the show. How are you feeling yourself? What about the news about the heading ban? We'll speak in the next hour about that, Stephen. Is it an issue you discuss? There's going to be no heading of the ball the day before a game and then after the game. So is this going to change things for you? Yeah, well, we've had a meeting about it at Falkirk. Um, the man just, I think, if his job wasn't hard enough now to prepare for a game, it's got a wee bit tougher with uh, not being allowed. I mean, set pieces have been such a... Been in football 15, 16 years yeah. now and um, standard Friday, you don't train as much and set pieces are a big part of the preparation for the next day. So the way forward, it's going to look a lot different. And um, as I said, it's it's a bit of a problem that managers are going to have to try and find out how they can uh, overcome it. But with families, friends, you know, three times more likely to develop Alzheimer's, dementia later in life. It's a very real concern, isn't it? Especially, if, you know, if you're playing football. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, you know, we've got two brothers as well that uh, yeah. we've all played all our life. So I think especially Paul's had a couple of concussions through head knocks and stuff like that. It'd be, I'd be lying if I said you just dismiss it and say, mm. I mean, you can't not be worried if studies are proving it, but... It's a game we love and, and and heading the ball. It's such a big part of why we love the game. And um, as I said, some of the best goals are, are brilliant headers. And um, it would, to, to totally remove it for the game, it, it wouldn't be the same game, obviously. So uh, I'm a bit torn on the, on the subject. 
the draw came out last night after Andy Walker as you know he left here and he went to Air United the big game against Pollock 1-0 for the Somerset Park men uh, and out of the draw Celtic at home to Morton the Scottish Cup in January Rangers back up at Perth maybe speak to Jamie Murphy about that against St Johnson and then the pick of the ties well uh, Darvel against Aberdeen and of course your old team Hibs up against Hearts the Derby yeah it was uh, surreal the way it just comes out first game Hibs yeah. versus Hearts so Brilliant start to the draw. Um, I was a bit disappointed in mine personally. The one thing you want in cup draws, uh, I mean, I don't think any Falkirk fans expecting to win the draw. You, you don't really want to play teams for your own league. So no. You've got Aloha, of course. Aloha. 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 Yeah, Aloha. So, um, yeah, but some some good ties to look forward to. And a lot of teams, I mean, um, local to me, uh, Drumchapel United, a tie mm-hmm. up at Elgin, bit of a distance, but it's uh, winnable for them to get through to the last 16. So, yeah, lots of exciting ties ahead. Other games are both against Motherwell, Cove Rangers Air United, Darvel we mentioned against Aberdeen at home. Will that game be played there, do you think, at the ground? Well, I've not been down to Darvel, but I believe they spent a lot of money spent on the pitch. Fo- yeah, they have. Um, yeah. I, I, would, I would like to think that they would want to do everything they can mm-hmm. to try and play it there. Um, you never, you always want the, the, the non-league teams as such to, to have that kind of home advantage yeah. because it, and you lose that if you go to you know Rugby Park or whatever yeah you yeah. take that to Rugby Park and yeah. it, and it suits it probably suits the coffers bring more money in but the home advantage goes um, definitely be a trickier game for Aberdeen going down to Darbo than, than playing it at Rugby sure. Park for example so hopefully they, they've got the facilities to host that game Dundee United against the University of Stirling you know new game names coming into the game at a top level Elgin you mentioned against from Chapel Hamilton against Ross County uh, a big game as well chance for Aki who of course were in the top division until just uh, 18 months ago uh, Inverness against Queen's Park that's a good tie as well isn't it yeah I, I, I think they'll probably agree with me they'll be looking for anyone but their own league That's right. uh, yeah. especially yeah. when they're, they're competing for the championship right. uh, title but yeah good chance for both to progress as we, we spoke about another of your old teams Kilmarnock from last season up against Dumbarton Linlithgow Rose against Wraith Rovers Partick Thistle against Dunfermline uh, so that's a big it's another yeah, I mean, I wish they went to replays and Dunfermline went to a replay. That would be my perfect. <laughs> Tire them out because they're yeah, up against yeah. you, of course, in the league. St. Johnson Rangers, we mentioned. St. Mirren against Dundee. Stenhouse Muir against Livingston. And Celtic against Morton. So that was the draw that came out late last night. Some of the headlines today. Lee Griffiths is wanted by Morton. Can he come back? Will he come back? I know he's only 32. Do you think he could still do it? Yeah, well, I don't think he's ever going to... I mean, the ability... but. Uh, I trained with him in the Scotland youth teams and that ability he had off the left foot he showed it right at the top level um, I don't think he could ever lose that bit but going at the age I know the age I'm at I'm only a year older than, than Lee the longer you're, you're going without playing uh, becomes an issue so hopefully I'd love him to get sorted somewhere um, and try and get back to close to his best because it is too early for the career he's had it is too early for to be retiring or, or not playing and some other headlines today, well, it's one of the stories in this period where some of the countries, ourselves included, not playing in the World Cup. So we're looking round. Man United reportedly looking at Jeremy Fringpong, the ex-Celtic player. Could he be on the way elsewhere to Man United? And that would be a knock-on and Celtic could pick up some more money. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Celtic have uh, been doing good business over the last few years and that would be a bit of a bonus if they could get a sale on for that. But I think Frimpong... Since he's went to Bayer Leverkusen, he's, mm-hmm. he's really took his game to the next level. I think there was no doubt in his quality when he was here. 
maybe it's sometimes suspect some of his defender and maybe that final ball but he was still so young and such potential and I think he's starting to fulfil it at Bayer Leverkusen and looking like a real um, big player on the continent Did you play against him and even if you didn't did you reckon he would end up a £12 million player within what, 18 months two years of joining Celtic? No, no I didn't play against him but I think the, the way football's going um, it's, it's quite similar to the boy Lamptey that plays for Brighton mm. he's got such a change of pace and, and the way fullbacks now um, guys like even in our own country, Tavernier, but um, yeah, on, a, on, a, on a bigger scale, Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. it's becoming a big part of, of teams' games, the, the fullbacks attacking, and he gives teams such an outlet with his pace, and he can just go by people like they're not there, and and, and he's doing it every week for, for Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, so all credit to him, and, and I think, to be fair, Neil Lennon spoke quite often about he how high he could go in the game, and um, he's, he's backed that up. And Sunderland reportedly looking to sell Ross Stewart in January. Could he be on the way to Rangers? Would he be a signing that Michael Beale might fancy? Well, I played with Ross at uh, St Mern, um the year we won the championship, and um, he was still quite raw out the juniors. Mm. Uh, still, still, yeah. I mean, you could see potential there. He was a great size, and you could tell he had a knack for a goal. And he made the decision to to leave us after we won the championship. Um, we wanted to keep him for the Premier League, but it was going to be a bit more of a an impact sub. And he wanted he backed himself. He wanted to keep playing. Um, he felt he'd missed it out in his development, having come from the juniors, come late into the game. So he went to Ross County, and he went and became their main man. And he's never looked back. He became a Scotland internationalist, and uh, really, he's I mean, he's he's the focal point for for a good Sunderland team. Some of the other news today, and I heard it on Go Radio News, you can go along to Hamden this weekend. It's going to be free on Saturday for Queen's Park against Hamilton. And we were just chatting. Um, Jimmy was on in the socials at Go Football Show, or you can call us on 0808 17 17 700, saying, if you haven't been to a game at Hamden, you should go this weekend. Yeah, and especially, I mean, challenging times just before Christmas. And I've got young kids myself, you're always mm. kind of on the internet looking for things to to keep them playing. If you get older kids that are into football, what what an opportunity to take in a game. So, yep, that's on Saturday at Hamden, at Queen's Park in action against Hamilton Ackies. Last weekend, it's a glamour life, isn't it, for you in football? Wick last weekend, big win for you. But when do you get back from a game in Wick up in Sutherland? Yeah, it was, I mean, when the, when the draw was happening, um, obviously it wasn't as, it wasn't on the telly, uh, it wasn't as high profile the, the mm. round before. So, the one, the one draw that's the one team that stood out in the draw. You're thinking, right? Not Wick, not Wick away. Surely yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, you're actually even looking at teams like Elgin and thinking that's that's doable compared to Wick. And then comes out Wick versus Falkirk. So, but uh, to be fair, the club looked after us. We we uh, we stayed in a nice hotel. First time I've been to Dunoon, uh, to Donock, sorry, Donock Golf oh, yeah, Club, and yeah. it was lovely. And uh, and as I said, they made it hard for us in the first half. Um, shooting up the hill against the wind it wasn't great to be honest but uh, yeah we got the job done went into their social club um, had a drink with the nice people and managed to get down the road at a reasonable-ish time what's the social club is it down the road at Skibo? 
And what? No, no, I'm joking. No, it's up up that part of the country. Uh, Dornock and all that is the Skibo Club. Oh, Dornock, so Wick, here. Wicks, yeah. know, Wicks um... further up. Oh, I know. Yeah, long way. Stephen McGinn with us here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney and Stephen. 0808 17 17 700. This time last night, calls were coming in when we announced round about now that Michael Beale or Mick Beale, I'm not quite sure how he wants to be called, is the new manager of Rangers, the 18th manager of the club. Ed Douglas Park Fulsome in his praise of the man who was alongside Stephen Gerrard until he moved to Aston Villa, well, just this time last year, 53, 54 weeks ago. Uh, then he moved on to QPR during the summer. And I guess uh, lots of Rangers fans are delighted because he's so good tactically. That has come across. Um, but it's different when you become the manager. But he could prove to be... It, it, nobody knows for sure. What, what have you picked up um, about Michael Beale? Yeah, well, I think he's well, he's only been a manager for such a short piece, uh, space of time. I don't think he's got the job, um, the Rangers job, off the back of what he's done as a manager. I, I think he's behind closed doors. He's impressed uh, the Rangers hierarchy and enough that they they saw him as a future manager of the club. Um, I think it's totally different. I think, I mean, it's, it's I think a, a tad disrespectful to Stephen Gerrard. I mean, I can appraise it. He take as if he was um, Stephen Gerrard had a lot of tough, tough interviews, tough yeah. decisions to make along the way, and and that's the bit that Michael Beale's now now the main man. He's going to be now if if they if they exit a cup or if they lose games, he's he's going to be the one that faces the music and difficult questions. So uh, no doubt, and um, everyone you speak about speaks so highly of his coaching, his training. Um, but it is different being a manager. It is different telling people who's not playing and, and as I said, when difficult runs um, been questioned by the media. He's bringing in with him Neil Banfield, Harry Waitling and Damien Matthew. Damien Matthew was a scout for a time for Celtic after he left Charlton. Do you know any of the backroom team? I haven't had a chance to no, ask you no, this yet. Um, no. no, I just uh, asked my friend who's a manager in um, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Watling was a manager out there. So just asked him if he came across him. Just kind of small chat. Played against his team a few times. I, I, I do, like every other football fan, you, you see names and you, you don't know and you just go into Google and see where they are. There was a lot of noise about maybe uh, someone Scottish coming in with Rangers connection. To, yep. But to be fair to Michael Beale, he's been out and, and he's picked his guys and... and He's going for it. I mean, he took. He's taken a lot of stick for leaving QPR after that interview a few weeks yeah. ago. So, um, the, he appealed. He spoke about how much his family loved it. Mm-hmm. He obviously um, nothing was going to stop him taking this job. Well, he said today it's too big an opportunity to miss. I don't think there's been a media conference yet, so that will be interesting to see what he has to say. The first time I know he did something on Rangers TV uh, last night, he did say this is. Um, the board, was, well, this is from the club, saying about the appointment, he said, it's fantastic to be back at Ibrox and to see everyone this morning. There are some new faces, but some people that I know really well, so it's great to see everyone. He said, I'm hugely proud. It's a wonderful, wonderful football club. It's an institution. For everyone that works here, it's a huge privilege, but to be the manager of this football club, it's extremely special. Michael Beale said, some wonderful people have sat in this chair prior to me, and I'm hugely proud to be the person sat here. Now, I just thinking back, we were talking about it. Um, Alex has been on saying, of course, Walter Smith was assistant to Graham Souness, and then Walter was manager in his own right and was one of the greatest ever Rangers managers. And that's what Michael Beale would be hoping to prove to be. Yeah, well, I think when you when you take that job, you want to try and um, emulate some of the greats and someone like Walter, who's remembered so fondly by the Rangers support. But that's probably. It, it, 
it's a decent positive for for a league and he has not backed the Wolves job three weeks ago he's not he wasn't born and bred a Rangers fan so his dream had always been to manage in the Premier League and he's knocked that back and, and taken the Rangers job so it does it does show that um, our wee league can um, really ca- grab some people <laughs> loads of calls come in here's Tarek on the line he's dialed 08 08 17 17 700 Tarek good evening good evening panel could uh, ask you a wee favour yeah of course could you just tell me who's on the panel this yeah indeed that? Stephen McGinn the, Hi, Falkirk, the Falkirk captain and Paul oh, Cooney I, here. That's where I am just now. There you are. He was, he's, he's been training there today already. So, Tarek, what are you thinking? You're a big Rangers fan. Uh, you're welcoming, I think, the arrival of Michael Beale. Oh, definitely. I'm very happy about it because I think the guy's a fantastic coach. But I was still very disappointed about the way the, the board treated, uh, what do you call him? Giovanni. Uh, a Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was disrespectful the way they treated them. In what way, because, Tarek? Well, basically, they they were pulling all the strings to put all the pressure on them, and they weren't giving them any backing. They were silent, but they were violent. And uh, to be honest with you, you, the guy had no chance. He was on a losing battle, you know, because, I mean, he took us to our Europa League final. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm uh, 54 now, mm-hmm. and I've been sporting Rangers since my uncle took me hand in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And I've never, you know, I've always dreamt that we would do well in Europe, but to get to the finals is absolutely amazing. So uh, you do wonder what went wrong, because nobody wanted it not to work for him at Rangers for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, much-loved and respected player who went on to do everything in the game, right? We know that. He had success at Feyenoord. He took Rangers, your club, as you said, to a European final oh. six months ago. He won the cup, yep. and he's not yep. a type. But the style of football, people didn't seem to be enjoying it. Stephen, were you surprised that he didn't get longer, or do you think it was time to go? It looked as though, see, when the first week of that, you know, the break had come and gone, it looked as though he was maybe going to stay on. But then suddenly, last Monday, bang, he's gone. I, I wasn't su- surprised from doing the show, to be honest. The, the calls week in, week out, right. where yeah. um, they, they don't they don't see that Rangers can win the league under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and didn't enjoy watching that. Mm-hmm. And they were watching Celtic and even if they went behind, they still believed Celtic could win. They didn't have that same belief. So, so you were hearing a lot of noise and there was a lot of, kind of demand for, for change. But I do... I do agree with Tarek in sense. I don't. It wasn't a disaster, Gio. He won the Scottish Cup for the first time in over ten years. Got into a European final. Domestically, he lost it. Lost the gap last year, which, which, but he was it, during this European run. It was it was quite a tough schedule. So it, it, Michael Beale isn't coming back replacing Pedro Caxinha, which was a disaster. Yeah, they're taking over a manager that had success and. It wasn't, not a lot of stories came out saying the players didn't like him. He came across a real good man. A lot of Rangers fans still speak really highly of him now. So um, it's not quite the job um, that Michael Beale's taken over that the Rangers that he's seen last time coming in. Tarek, what's your ambition? What do you think will be success this season for him then? What are you hoping to get, expecting to get from the new manager? Well, I mean, I know everybody's talking about that Celtic are as many points in the front. Nine. 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 Yeah. Right. So how many games have they still to play against Celtic Rangers? Three. So that way if Rangers win all the games, which is I'm I'm not saying will happen, but if they do, we're back to zero. 
Exactly. You're just trying to get my arithmetic here, uh, Tarek. That is a point. You have to believe. I heard Barry Ferguson saying last week, there's no point in taking the job as manager if you don't think you can get these players. And I believe he went into the dressing room yesterday and said, you, you're winners. You've been winners. And you have to be winners again. Yeah, I think what Tarek just said, that, that's what Michael Beale will have told the Rangers players yesterday. They said there's no point writing off this league and concentrate on winning the next year. As I said, that... This is a different Rangers from a few years ago. They, 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 they've won a league. They've been in the European final since Michael Beale took the job last time as assistant manager. So they, they need to be more competitive than nine points behind, and that will be his first task to the players. Like, can we win every game up until this first Celtic game, and then take that gap down to six points um, right at the start of January? And then once it gets down to six points then it's real game on and Tarek how much money will you have to spend we don't know the answer you don't know the answer but I take it you would hope a war chest for him in January and in the summer window well to be honest with you I, I really this is where I, I, I can't work it out you know like about why they get rid of Giovanni Van Broncos yeah. because I don't really think there's much to be repaired I know the fans have been saying they weren't happy about the football and all that but it was he was only doing what, the best that he could do with what he had available. And I think if we get a couple of players in the January, mm-hmm. then I, I, I believe myself, I'm a Rangers fan, but I believe we'll win the league. You think you'll win I'll the league fi- this season? Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll be 56 this year. Yeah. Well, Tarek, thanks a million for joining us. We will speak to you yeah. soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors The one hour special tonight during the World Cup We're looking forward to England against Wales tonight And also we've got USA against Iran Could Wales make it? Could it be England and Wales? We just don't know what it's going to be We'll speak with Stephen McGinn The Falkirk captain is with us And on the line now Just 24 hours after Michael Beale was appointed As manager of Rangers A former Rangers player Now with St Johnson Jamie Murphy is on the line Jamie, good evening Hi guys, how are you doing? Yeah, good, how are you? Very good, yes, very good. Good, staying fit for the season to recommence soon. You enjoying life, Jamie, at the moment at St. Johnson? Yeah, it's been great. You know, we've had a good start to the season. Uh, probably maybe should have a bit more points than we actually have at the minute. But, uh, you know, things look positive for the rest of the year. Thanks for taking our call from the man that you know well, just across from me here, Stephen McGinn. Stephen, uh, you always enjoyed playing alongside Jamie. Yeah, um, top player. Um Love playing with good friends now. Uh, well, have been for years now, but uh, one one bad move he had in his career to, <laughs> to head up the road from from Brighton to Rangers. <laughs> He's winding you up, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew he would be about that. He always does. <laughs> Jamie, what do you think of Michael Beale? So you were there with Stephen Gerrard, um, yeah. and in an injury, you had started well for you, and then the injury. We know about it then, and never really get back in. But you were there with them. I know there were some loan periods. What do you make of uh, Stephen uh, about Michael Beale and the way he ticks, and you know what he's all about? Yeah, I think it's a really good appointment. You know, uh, some coaches have just got a knack of explaining football to people, and he seemed to have that. Uh, he's a proper football person. He, he lives and breathes it. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a good appointment for Rangers. Did you expect him to be the manager within a couple of years? Well, I know he'd always said that that was his aim, was to get to management. Uh, 
you know, but it's obviously been a quick turnaround from only only starting in the summer really to to now. But you know, he's had experience of being behind obviously Steven Gerrard, he's worked in uh, down at Liverpool and Chelsea. So, you know, he has got a little bit of experience, maybe not full out as a manager, but you know, he's he's been around football for a long time. Mm. So it's only four weeks and a couple of days ago when he was, you know, in the headlines. Wolves wanted him, a massive club as we know. Were you surprised that he turned down the chance to go from Loftus Road to Molyneux? Not really, because I know the kind of person he is and what he values. Uh, but I, I was a little surprised to see him take uh, the Rangers job, obviously. You look at English people who have lived and played and coached down there, I always feel like they... they definitely prefer the English game so it's, it's actually really encouraging to see a manager turn down the, the English Premier League and, and come up here to Scotland And what do you think he'll bring to it given that you know him you worked under him and Stephen Gerrard I know everyone says he did a lot of the tactics but I mean Stephen Gerrard must have done a lot as well and the presence of Stephen Gerrard seemed to me from a media point of view you could tell with Stephen Gerrard in town and remember it was Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Gerrard there was a, a bit Hollywood came into town yeah, well, it's a little di- Well, it's more than a little different from being a coach to being a manager. You're now the face of it. You're in front of the camera all the time uh, instead of behind it. Uh, but like you said, tactically, he was he was up there with the best I've worked with. He, you know, I had this way of explaining things to footballers. You know, some footballers are not the brightest, <laughs> but he had this kind of knack of explaining things where it sounded easy and people picked it up very quickly. So. You know, I think you'll see Rangers be a lot more tactical. Uh, and, you know, he loved attacking football when we were there. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they'll have a lot of that as well. And he could change things during a game, Stephen. You would see that, you know, watching him under Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale. Yeah, well, me and Jamie were at um, Hibs during the COVID season. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the things that I first thought of. Michael Beale used to sit in the stand. And, and as the game progressed, there was one particular game... Jamie will remember it we went 1-0 up and we having a lot of success with Hibs and he went down and, and he changed things tactically that's maybe something he might not have um, that that ability to, to sit back and take it all in I mean he's going to be out there as, as the manager so it could it could bring its own difficulties um, as opposed to taking I mean sitting off the game and being able to make kind of calm opinions so um, if he's able to keep that calm head and still see um, the game the same way then it's definitely a great start Jamie Murphy on the line from St Johnson the former Rangers player along with Stephen McGinn and we're looking at Michael Beale and trying to find out a bit more as people are he hasn't faced uh, the entire media yet um, that won't be a problem but the first media conference you have you know everyone remembers then the things that he said he did say to Rangers TV this was too big an opportunity to, to pass up and it may not come up again to be manager of one of the, the big two Glasgow clubs what do you think success will look like for him Jamie you know the team you played alongside many of them what does he need in January to get them back on track I think firstly he needs to look at his squad and, and who he's going to keep and, and move on uh, you know there's a difficult situation with a couple of contracts coming coming out at the end of the season so I think that's the first thing you have to do uh, I don't know if this, this season's too far gone for them already because they've lost a couple of games or whatever but you know you need to kind of steady the ship first of all and then look to progress and ultimately at Rangers you're judged on winning trophies so I'm sure that's on the, the front of his mind um, Like everyone I guess you would be surprised that the 
the, the dip in form of Alfredo Morelos and maybe the commitment as well? You know, he's not the player he was when you were there. Well, I think that can happen when, you know, contracts and stuff come into play. Uh, you want your players highly motivated and, you know, he's not started a lot of games this year. Obviously, Cholak's been doing well, so sometimes that's a factor where you're not getting as much minutes as, as you did before. Uh, so, yeah, it's a big six months for him and, and people like Kent. Uh, but I know Michael Beale rated them both very highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be trying to integrate them into the team again as much as possible. What did you make of Ryan Kent having you know played a similar position? Uh, and you'd see him up close in training. How good is he? Yeah, he's a top player. He's very, very good. Some of the fastest feet you'll ever see. Uh, I know this year uh, he's been a bit up and down at times, but you know he's still a great player for for Rangers, and, and Rangers will want to keep him. Uh, but you know it gets difficult when you get down to the last six months of your contract, and then team you can speak to other teams, and there's all these kind of things flying about places you like to go, places you might want not to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you just hope Rangers have got that pool that they'll keep players like that at the football club. And Jamie, I'm just thinking for you, you know, you were at Brighton, you came to Rangers. Was that a boyhood ambition? You played for the, the club that you always wanted to represent? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, growing up, uh, practising with my dad, playing, it was always about uh, playing for Rangers one day. So uh, when the opportunity came up, a bit like Michael Beale, when the opportunity yeah. came up, then I was never, ever going to turn it down. Who was your favourite Rangers player or favourite players at the time you were growing up and watching them? Oh, Brian Loudrop was my, my favourite. Uh, and it's funny, how I, I grew up a striker, but you know, I, I ended up out on the left like him. Uh, yeah. uh, poetic that way. So he was my favourite. He obviously had that team, Gascoigne, McCoy, yeah. uh, Mark Hately, people like that. And I know I'm lucky enough that I managed to meet a few of them, obviously being at Rangers and mm-hmm. And, and can speak to them so uh, yeah I was really loving the dream Stephen we both smiled when you mentioned Brian Loudrop what a player one of the greatest to play in Scotland yeah unbelievable player I'd, as I said I've been friends with Jamie a long time and I remember him making that move uh, something he always spoke about how desperate he was to, mm. to play with Rangers and just missed out on an opportunity in his career to play for them and I remember his, remember your first European goal I, I can't remember who it was against but I remember his face um, it was just like his boyhood dream had been achieved and uh, I, was, I was delighted for him. Jamie, tell us, what was that goal? Scoopy, it was. Uh, Stephen yeah. Gerrard's first game at, uh, at Ibrooks, first professional game. Uh, and it was the first goal after like 10, 15 minutes. So uh, yeah, that was a special one. Uh, I still remember that. Uh, you know, obviously talking about Stephen, I was being friends. We used to watch old firm games uh, together down on FA19. Uh, if there was a camera on his uh, yeah. the days it had been worth to watch is that right <laughs> every picture tells a story <laughs> yeah good yeah, things yeah, yeah good good because t- there is that rivalry but I love that that you know the, the listeners realise that there can be fierce competition you know Celtic Rangers against each other but there's so many friendships there as well as it is in the community in the society yeah we, we were in we were in Scotland we'd, in that particular team we had a lot of Scottish boys cup Irish yeah. boys and we had quite a tight knit group and we socialised a lot together so yeah the good times and yeah, that's, what, that's what it's all about when it comes down to it and of course Jamie you've got a draw in the Scottish Cup so well, it's not quite next month but in a couple of days it will be January will just be over a month away and you've got a game with Rangers at Perth yeah we'll look forward to it uh, obviously we, 
we won uh, a few weeks ago against them there. So uh, we know we can put in performances like that. Obviously, it's going to be a different manager, probably a different team. Uh, so we'll have to prepare properly. But you know, these are exciting games and, and ones you look forward to. So you scored in um, Stephen Gerrard's first European game, his first game at Rangers. Do you still are you surprised the way it went for Stephen? Because you know the narrative was the job that he did at Rangers, then winning the title in twenty twenty, um, and then he was going to be in Liverpool eventually. That's what people thought. Then he went to Aston Villa, big club that's underperformed but was going places, and then within a year he he was gone. Uh, you, were you surprised? I was a little bit, but then you think about it, the people that come up from England to Scotland to coach, to play, I think they always think that England is better. So when you look at it that way, then no, you're not really surprised. But you know, Rangers and Celtic, these teams, they, they ingrain something on people and they're a lot bigger teams than you know some English players and that would think. Uh, I know, speaking from that, Conor Goldson, uh, before he came up, he was asking me about the club, he, he obviously knew I was a, a Rangers supporter. And then he comes up here uh, and he's like, wow, this is brilliant. This is a bigger club than I could ever imagine. So uh, so it was a little, little disappointing for Rangers fans when he went down to Villa. But, you know, we just, he'd, he'd done what he came to do. He came to win the league uh, and we managed to do that. Even though he was still, I think he was still be a little bit disappointed that we never won yeah. uh, many cup trophies or anything like that. Does he still take your calls? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he would, Jamie. Yeah, I'm sure he would. I, I haven't yeah. tried before. Yeah. Give, give us the number and we might just try him first. <laughs> because Stephen Gerrard, one of the biggest names in the game. It's funny how football moves so quickly though, isn't it? Stephen, you know, then Giovanni Van Bronckers a year ago and now it's going to be Michael Beale. Final thought, what would you want to say to Jamie about the rest of this season? Because his team, St. Johnson, on a great run. Yeah, uh, no, I was just having a look undefeated in five, but I actually thought they were excellent against Rangers that day. Um Created, created a lot of chances and I thought they looked more dangerous from about 30 minutes onwards so Rangers won't have uh, they won't be looking forward to going back there I'm, I'm sure it'll be a different Rangers as Jamie said but um, a good experienced team and uh, by all accounts uh, a really good dressing room And Jamie you're supplying the, the, for uh, Nicky Clark who's been an inspired signing for Callum Davidson Yeah both him and Stevie May obviously have been playing up front and, uh, and they've been doing great Uh you know, obviously last year was disappointing for St. Johnson being in the playoffs and stuff. Uh, so still, I think that's our main aim this year is, is to get out of that. Uh, but, you know, the top six is there. There's not a lot between all the, the teams outside the top uh, top three mm-hmm. or four. So, you know, you just need to put together runs like we have there. Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. But if you do the right things and, and keep doing it every day, then, you know, hopefully it pays off. Stevie May, what about that hair? <laughs> I'm only jealous. He's had that It has indeed. Listen, thanks so much, Jamie, for joining us. What's your first game back proper? Yeah, we've got Ross County away on the 17th of December, I think it is. Right, that's a, that's a battle, isn't it? Um, two teams that are beginning to, well, they are more than beginning to picking up form because Ross County had a really tough start. St. Johnson at the start of the season, Stephen, it looked really, really bad. But Callum Davidson every year seems to get the team galvanise it and they move up the league. Yeah, uh, done a great job. But as Jamie said, it is so tight. I mean, um, with one win, you're, you're starting to look at the, the European places and one defeat, then you're worrying about what's behind you. Um, as I know, watching watching a lot of Motherwell, it's, uh, these, these games are so tight and can go either way. So 
every every game up until that split is going to be a real six pointer. Final question, Jamie: Who's going to win tonight, England or Wales? Uh, I think England will win. I mean, they have got players that are, are a lot more talented, probably than than Wales. But you know, Wales have got Bale, so yeah, I always feel like you have a chance. You could just pull one out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, I'll go for England tonight. And Michael Bale, you reckon to be a success at Rangers? Yeah, I think so. I think he's got enough about him to, to shoulder that responsibility. Great. Thanks very much, Jamie, for joining us. Cheers, Jamie. No worries. Thanks for Cheers. Guys. Jamie Murphy yeah. joining us there live. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So, Senegal are through as are Holland, Gakpo, who played against Rangers earlier in the season, getting the first goal, and Frankie de Jong getting the second there through. So to our Senegal this afternoon, tonight, England against Wales. A few changes for England, Stephen McGinn. And the England lineup: Jordan Pickford in goal, Cal Walker, John Stones, Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw, Jordan Henderson's in and Declan Rice. Phil Foden is there, Jude Bellingham, Marcus Rashford, and Harry Kane plays again. What do you make of the England lineup? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think watching them the other day, it was quite obvious that um, they needed Phil Foden. I, th- I agree with a couple of people who spoke publicly about how he play for every other country and then he doesn't even go on for England. So um, definitely, I mean, I think any Scots really want him to stay on the bench, but I think he is. Is it was vital they got him back in the team. Do you think Bale and Ramsey will start for Wales? Definitely Bale. I'm not not so sure about Ramsey. Um, it's quite a lot. It's quite when you've not played a lot of football, three games, uh, quite uh, such intensity. But Bale, as Jamie said, uh, Bale just gives them that something that that bit of hope. They're both in. I knew the answer there. I was uh, I put my thumb up. Uh, Danny Ward in goal, and then they've got Mepham, Roden, and Ben Davies, Ampadu. Ramsey we mentioned Joe Allen's in as well and Williams Nico Williams Daniel James and Gareth Bale and Kiefer Moore up front John Hartson of course will be on tonight our own John he'll be back with us in a couple of weeks Wales against England there's also a great game USA against Iran yeah it's a game I'll be watching um, unless Wales suddenly go 2 or 3 up from nowhere yeah. to, uh, to close down that 4 goal win they need um, yeah USA Iran and uh, quite a lot of Media attention's been on. Sure, uh, yeah. Quite politically charged game, uh, football match. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a tight one. It's a it's a winner takes all. Who do you fancy now? We ask you every week when you're in. We ask everyone, have you seen enough? Who's going to Who's going to win? It's too early to say. But has anyone surprised you? Uh, I, th- I, th- I mean, not really. I, I, st- I think France and Brazil are cut yeah. above the rest. Yeah. Um, if their paths don't cross before the final, I think it's a shoe in for the for, for the final Brazil France, a repeat of the ninety eight World Cup final. But um and I think if Neymar doesn't play the rest of the, I think it edges towards France. Big blow for Brazil that they've lost them for the next game, maybe the next two games. Yeah, well, I mean France will sit a point to the fact that they've lost their Ballon d'Or winner in mm. Benzema yeah. uh, before the tournament. So but I think Neymar's just that he's got that kind of talismatic figure. Um France have won a World Cup without Benzema, so Brazil not having Neymar, I've seen the effect it had in their own tournament. Uh, they lost him for the semi-final and end up shipping seven to, yeah. to Germany. So um, it'd be a real blow to them if they if they lost Neymar. Spain possibility? Do you think? Yeah, but the, but the the real top 
the real tight games, the real top level. Mm. I just think going with uh, Rodri at centre half, um, even when Germany started, I think they just look defensively suspect mm. to to go and win a World Cup. Argentina, any chance? I mean, terrible start for them. Then they pulled it back in the second game. It's just the romance, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Bueno Messi, can he win everything? He would have to win the World Cup. I'd lo- I'd love to. I, I mean, I'd love it if if you could, if I could pick the winner right now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm in the Messi camp uh, before Ronaldo. So I'd, are you a Messi man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love Argentina yeah. to do it, but I just I just can't see. It. I, don't, I just don't yeah. think they've got the quality to compete. And what about Ronaldo last night? Did he head the ball? <laughs> Was it his goal? Not not no. for me. I mean, yeah. uh, I I mean the cameras don't they don't show that he's touched it at all. But the way he's, I mean, usually when someone goes away celebrating like that, they've definitely touched it. And um, I think to be fair, I think Bruno's about the only player in the Portugal team that doesn't pass to him every time he's got it yeah. anyway. So yeah. Bruno might have enough about him to claim it. Of course, and he took the penalty when you thought you know well Bruno took it he got two goals they can't turn it back it's not up to the players is it it's uh, up to FIFA and they have given it to Bruno haven't they yeah I think it's yeah. Bruno's goal yeah the, the one that's probably the killer is not only has he lost his goal he's been taken off and then they get a penalty yeah, of course exactly because so. it would be he would be gutted about that what a career though oh amazing, amazing. Yeah. I mean one of the all time greats and, I, and, and as much as you're slagging him for trying to claim goals he's uh, it's just shows you at the, the age he's at he's still got that real appetite for for getting as many goals as he can and um, he just he just wants to put his numbers at a place that people can't get to Countdown is on especially in England and Wales an hour and nine minutes to go to the big match Wales against England we did touch on it there we talked about Phil Foden I mean he is one of the sensational young players coming through I mean he's he's through he's there but he's only what 20 20 years old yeah, yeah. yeah I mean absolutely super player I, I don't I, I get I get the argument he's not being as good for um, England as for yeah. Man City but I also think well, he's got Pep Guardiola at Man City uh, and I think that that takes everyone's game to another level and I, I just I struggle to pick an England team without having Phil Foden in it mm-hmm. and yet Gareth Southgate has managed it until now yeah he showed that to be fair he showed a, a real loyalty to, to Raheem Sterling he's not had uh, the season he was maybe looking for leaving City for a fresh break he's not been quite as uh, prolific as he was for and, and and he is Gareth Southgate's guy but I just think um, every other country would be quite happy if Phil Foden stayed in that bench Looking at it through Scottish eyes we think about Scottish players or players who are in our league Aaron Moy the weekend started Saturday morning with Australia's win uh, what did you make of his performance man of the match? Yeah um, I thought it was brilliant I thought um, fair play to Australia um, I mean they've got a lot of guys in our domestic football mm, sure. uh, yeah. some some that have had quite a tough time like yeah. uh, BH Dundee United yeah. and they go and produce a performance um, to get a clean sheet and, and go into the final game with with a chance of qualifying so yeah really happy for them um, I, the main thing when I think Australia is uh, the disappointment for Martin Boyle uh, with that cruciate injury and I know how much he was looking forward to that World Cup and just such an unexpected bad injury he had. I mean, he thought he was just going for a little tidy up and ends up a, a season ender. So, uh, real disappointing for him. But I think you can see because the amount of, we've got from the domestic league, even my clubs at Mon, I know how delighted they are to have a player uh, playing at the World Cup. I mean, um, only a few years ago it was a club in the championship, bottom yep. of the championship, and now they've got players uh, playing and winning that World Cup. So, delighted for them and for, for Keanu Bacchus uh, especially. But, 
you pinch yourself a wee bit, don't you, when you hear about Bacchus, Beach, and you go, gosh, they're playing Dundee United, playing St Mirren and the, the World Cup, and why not? Lovely moment when they put Martin Boyle in the middle, uh, Australia. You know, and the hype of that, and the manager made sure he was there, and they made a fuss of him. So it's a consolation. Yeah, I think, I mean, the coach would be daft not to use it because he's a big character. Uh, I think anyone... Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant. Brilliant about the place. I mean, Is he a joker? Real, yeah, constant live wire. Uh-huh. It's like... Yeah. Um, when you have too, when you give your kids too much sugar, that's what he's like <laughs> first thing in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. he'd have been daft to send them home. Um, but great boy, uh, and and the, the whole squad, like at Hibs, everyone mm. loves him, and um, he's using them to his advantage. And what about Harry Suter? People are saying, oh, should he have been at one of the, you know, Johns at Rangers, but he's been injury since he arrived virtually. What about Harry Suter? Uh, what a tournament he's having. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think he missed some of this few domestic season with injury. Um, but with the size of him and the, the way he's been pinging balls about, I mean, he's definitely be, be catching the eye of some teams. Looking forward to the remaining games. That's only, what, a week and two days to go. Still another couple of weeks of it. But we're now getting back. Rangers came back to training yesterday. Celtic will be back in after being uh, to Australia. And then they're off to Portugal for some warm winter training. You'd be wishing you were getting some winter training. Yeah, well, uh, in the last, uh, I mean... Spoke to the boys at training on while I was on the way to work. My brother Paul was in Tenerife, yep. and um, okay, John was had just landed in New York for the weekend. So uh, as you do, yeah. So what it was, was John uh, in holiday, or is he there with uh, with Villa? Is he, did he have a couple? Oh, of days he went off? holiday. Yeah, yeah. He got he got engaged over in the Caribbean. Oh, so uh, yeah, it was a good week for us as a family. Um, welcome another to get into it in a couple of years. So. Did he know he was getting engaged, or did he just go to the Caribbean and meet somebody? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's great news. Uh, yeah. So uh, nice. So. Delighted for them and um, but as I said it was a bit of a tough weekend when uh, psyching myself for work while the, the two boys were on holiday. Of course. Some of the other headlines we spoke about Michael Beale earlier on and how he's going to do at Rangers. He's got a friendly coming up before he gets down to business and it's Hibs of course, your old team who will be coming to Ibrox on the 15th of December just a couple of weeks away. Yeah, I think it kicks off a couple of days before the, the other teams. Yeah. Um, so... It becomes a, a more challenging task for, for Hibs, you know. Um, Rangers will get right behind Michael Beale and um, I think we can expect to see even just from the start a real uh, a Rangers with that kind of renewed focus and until, unless that gap increases, they'll, as I said, they'll be they'll be speaking how, how quickly can we get it down to six points and then uh, try and get it in, into position get into the last two Celtic games where they, it's achievable to win all three games mm-hmm. that's what Rangers fans want to know can that squad who've been together by and large for quite a time and they did have all those injuries we'll not go through them all again but even you know Tom Lawrence who played for the first couple of months he's not been seen now for over two months they did have a lot of injuries under GVB I'm not blaming GVB but circumstance but they need to kick on to get that kind of bounce for the manager yeah, I mean, uh, he, he was he was really unlucky. I mean, yeah. Conor Goldson's not missed a game since he just about since he came to the club, and um, and then he loses uh, Giovanni loses him at such a tough time, and other boys are out injured. So, and he is he is a leader of it. I know Tavernier's a captain, but mm-hmm. Conor Goldson from from the outside in looks like the leader on the pitch, and um, a, a huge miss for Rangers. But I I, I just can't, unless Rangers have a real good transfer window, unless Michael Beale's got a few. Uh, big signings up his sleeve I can't really see the gap getting smaller to be honest because Celtic look to, it looks as though they've got Alistair Johnson coming um, he was speaking with Josip Juranovic of course the other night what a tournament Juranovic is having he got an assist the other day 
Yeah, and and I think Juranovic will be moving on after this tournament. But um, in January, do you think? Yeah, I think he goes in January. Do I think that's yeah. joint. I don't think Ange Postecoglou um, does any messing about. I think behind closed doors they've, they've maybe decided that Josip can move on after the World Cup and he's just gone out and, and brought in his replacement so um, I think I think it's Angie's mantra I, I, as I say they don't stop I th- and that's the way the signings seem to be as well it's, it's not even January and it looks like they've got two already snapped up ready to ready to go so yeah I, I, think, I just think unless Rangers can bring people in that can narrow that gap I, I can't see Rangers winning all three games. Stephen McGinn, the captain of Falkirk. Good luck this weekend. You're at Airdrie. Yeah, yeah, another two. It was a bad one for us early in the season, so we need to try and put that right on Saturday. To get it back. Thanks, Stephen. We'll speak to you next week, hopefully, on yep. the programme. Coming up next after the news, it's going to be Joe Kilday. We're back tomorrow night at five for the one-hour special. We'll be looking back on what happens tonight in the World Cup um, and also more on Michael Beale. That's it. We'll be back tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.